All right. So, Father, we come before you in Jesus' name, and we are grateful for for who we are in Christ and what you've given us in Christ. And and um, Lord, we want to just we want to appreciate that and live it out. We want to hear from you this morning and be able to work through it. So we just ask for your anointing and your blessing. God, if there's anyone here who doesn't know you, um, Lord, we we do not want to walk out of here the same way we walked in. So that would be the first step. So we just pray for the gospel to have free reign, full course, and none of us would be able to miss it. Uh, and Lord, we confess to you, we're all missing something. You know, none of us are are Jesus. And so none of us are perfect. And, and God, we're all missing something. And if Lord, if you would be so kind to reveal to us by your spirit, something from your word, God, we just want to commit. God, we'll, we'll try to say yes. Like, like before you even show us, our answer is God, we want to follow your leading. And so we just ask for grace, for mercy, for peace in Jesus name. Amen. All right, so we'll uh, we'll get going here. We'll try to get done early enough that we can all eat. Some people have to leave earlier than others, like if you're on the shuttle or something. So listen quick, okay? You got to listen fast so we get done on time. So so we're we're back in Third John. So go ahead and turn in your Bibles to the book of Third John, not the Gospel of John, not Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, but First, second, third John. These are the epistles of John. And this is going to be week nine of our hospitality series. Now, we've been out of this series for quite a while. Okay, but now we're jumping back in. And what we've learned thus far is that hospitality is a valid form of charity. Okay. Being hospitable is a form of charity, and charity opens doors for relationships in a way that nothing else will do. And if you don't know what this looks like, it looks like Phyllis. That's what it looks like. Phyllis is like a walking model of hospitality. Okay, so just be like Phyllis. And you will have open doors to be able to speak into people's lives because you loved them charitably through hospitality. Okay, so we saw that early on in this series. Pastor Wagi gave us some very simple but profound, if that's possible, principles. For instance, like food and how you serve it. Right? Remember that? Like you could have the best meal ever. And if you're just like here, boom. And you're just like, throw. I think Wagi did something like this, like, just like here, like that's right. Nobody, how we, so, so, and then another principle was time. Why don't we have better relationships? Well, it's because we don't take time for people. We're too busy. All right. Thank you. We're too so just um, so far in our series, we've come to week nine. I want to review um, last time I taught. Okay, last time I taught, we compared Gaius with Diotrephes a little bit. If you look at your third John, you'll see these guys. 
the conclusion was we should be like Gaius and just faithfully invest over time. Especially, let's just think through, maybe you're not seeing the fruitfulness in your life that you would like to see. Like maybe we're not as functional and fruitful as we would like to be. So what's wrong? Is it that you're just not? No, no, no. Okay, just faithfully invest over time. And what happens is your evangelism will turn into discipleship. Okay? Your discipleship is going to turn into leadership training because that person you're investing in, pretty soon you're going to be like, hey, why don't you come join me in Kid Town? Hey, why don't you come join me in hospitality? Why don't you come join me in the transportation ministry? Why don't you come join me in figuring out the, the IT stuff? Like, the praise team, whatever, pretty soon your discipleship's going to turn into leadership training. And pretty soon your table that you're sitting at in the living well class is going to become your table. And what I mean by that is it's going to be occupied by people that you evangelized and are discipling who are also evangelizing and discipling. And, and what, what can happen is just through being faithful over time, is your little table becomes like a little seed plot for fruit and fruit that will remain. Okay, so why isn't that happening? Well, just that you just do a survey. Well, am I evangelizing regularly, faithfully? No. Okay, well, there, there, there you go. Am I discipling? Well, no, I never got trained to disciple. Okay, so it's just simply faithfulness over time that works. There's no secret sauce. Right? Does that make sense? So we covered that last time. It's a neat vision. It's a neat thing to think about. That if we just keep, you know, faithfully doing what we're supposed to, and time will be fruitful. And, and it does take time. Amen? Yes, because here's the thing. God, I think, if I could speak for God, is like he just wants to know you're, you're not just in it for trying to gain something. Like you're just actually walking in the spirit and just simply obeying in faith what he's given you. And that's enough because you have fellowship with God and Christ. And then now you're ready to be fruitful because it's not anyway. So, okay, let's look at third John verse 11. That's where we're at this week. And this is what we read. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. I think we could just pray and say, God, open our eyes of our understanding that we may behold wonderful things out of thy law. Even just a simple, funny verse like this one. This verse is kind of funny to me. And as we jump into it, it starts with beloved. So this is who they were. So were is what goes in the blank. We, we, our PowerPoint isn't working. So... So just that's what goes in your blank word, W-E-R-E. -E. So that so so we see the apostle John talking to Gaius or to the group and calling them beloved. He says they're well beloved in verse one, beloved in verse two, beloved in verse five, beloved in verse eleven. And this is who they are. This is their identity. Now, identity is something that we should very much appreciate kind of like what we prayed about and talked about earlier. And it's something that we should live out. So 
last week I mentioned this, you guys, is your value in this class is not based on your performance in this class. We had the, the we, we got to come to the cultural exchange thing last night and Jonathan, our son, rode with us. And it was just cool having our son with us going to this event. And we just told him that. Like, it wouldn't be as fun if you weren't here. Not that, like, there's anything wrong if it's just Christine and I, but it's that much better if the kids are involved. It's that much better if we get to do it together. Why? Because his performance was excellent. No, because his attitude was always, per no, like, like, what are you talking about? He's my son. He's my brother in Christ, and he's going to come with us to do an event together. How? Okay, so it's just simply the fact of our identity of who we are in Christ. We get to come together, and it's so much better. What if Christine no-called, no-showed this morning? I wouldn't be okay. I'd just be mad the whole time. You'd be like, what are you mad about? I'm like, mad at Christine because you know, called no. Like, it wouldn't be the same if you weren't here. It wouldn't be the same. Huh? We would have eaten lunch for breakfast. Oh, yeah. Y'all are in trouble. He got policed by Christine. So welcome to my life. Yeah, I'm always in trouble for something. <laughs> you guys, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be the same if you weren't here and it doesn't have anything to do with your performance. It has to do with your identity. Our identity is not based on what we do. It's based on what Jesus did. Read. Titus chapter 3 sometime. Not by works of righteousness that we have done. But you guys, it's based on the finished work of what Jesus has done. And I would just say this, that it's really hard to get it right. Like, it's hard to live right if you don't know who you are. Okay? Because you're always trying to get to be something you're not if you're just working at it. So, Okay, we'll talk about more on that in just a minute. But, the, but he says, beloved, follow. Okay, stop. So following is what they did. Okay, so beloved is who they are, but following is what they did. Did is what goes in your blank. So the choice is not if they wanted to follow, if they were going to follow. The choice was who are they going to follow? Now, if, if, you've, if you've done discipleship, lesson one, you learned there's only two spiritual families, right? What are they? Yeah, you're, so who are you going to follow? You know, that's not following is not an option. Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter six real quick. So you're going to have to turn in your Bibles because we don't have PowerPoint. So praise the Lord. Romans chapter 6, verse 16, here's what we read. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. Did you know that? So, so we're either going to yield ourselves to God 
to righteousness or we're going to yield ourselves to sin that that would be the devil's family okay but we're going to follow one way or another okay so obviously the next number here follow not that which is evil but that which is good okay hello apostle obvious okay obvious is what goes in your bike it's obvious this should be somewhat self-evident just by definition well what is evil anyway well that's what you shouldn't do like right good well that's what we should do so 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 like don't do bad instead do good follow not that which is evil why would this even be in your bibles something so obvious as to not follow that which is evil but do follow that which is good okay well it is obvious except that there's some things we need to look at number or letter a number a okay darkness what are we talking about well people are unaware of their need to choose deliberately who to follow you can go through your whole life you could even be in church your whole life and never be brought to a point of decision about who you're going to follow did you know that you, the church is just a service in a building that the pastor holds once a week and you go there once a week that can happen and you can hear a vignette or a reader's digest article or a sermonette every week that's really good then you could never be personally brought to a point of decision on who you're going to follow. Can you believe that? Isn't that crazy? And doesn't it happen all over our country every week? No, no, no preaching of the word of God. So the Holy Spirit doesn't have much to work with. Okay, I'm not disparaging any particular church, but some of you, that's your story. You were in church for 20 years and no one ever brought you to a point of decision about salvation even, right? Much less who we're going to follow. Okay, so we're in Romans chapter 6, 16, unless you turned away, but, but you could turn back real quick. Know ye not is how that verse starts out. Did you not know that you're going to have to choose who you're going to follow you're going to be a servant of somebody okay did you not know that and the answer is no I, I did not know that until i was in my early 20s and got discipled i did not know that paul thank you for asking and now i feel just a little bit silly <laughs> but no i didn't know that why not i'll tell you why this is why we're talking about darkness turn to second corinthians Second Corinthians chapter four, verses one through six. Listen to this. This is why people don't know. Seeing we have this ministry, verse one, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And then here we go, verse three. But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, that's the other spiritual family, that's the devil, what has he done? He's blinded the minds of them which believe not, 
lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ the Lord, and ourselves your servants for God's, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And so John says, follow that which is good, because people don't even know that they have to make that decision, right? So yes, it's obvious, but people are unaware. Why? Well, because God, the, the God of this world, the devil, he doesn't care if you go to a church service once a week. As long as you never come to the point of understanding where you say, I'll follow that which is good. Choose this day whom you will serve. I'm going to, so the devil doesn't care. As long as your mind is blinded, as long as you're just lack understanding spiritually and there's dark. No, no, no. So, so, so people need to realize we have to choose who we're going to follow. We have a very multicultural international class, right? I'm looking around to see the whole world represented here. I love that. In America, we don't like to follow anybody. We're so fiercely independent. We're conditioned from the time we're little kids. Like, you can't make me do anything, you know? I got my gun. I got my pickup truck. A country boy can survive. You know, I'll just go run a trot line. It's a song. I'll play it for you later, Jane. You'll really like it. Okay, the problem with that is we're thinking it's an option not to follow anybody. The problem is I'm already in the devil's family because I was born that way. I have to choose to follow Christ even to be saved, but then after I'm saved, I could still act like a little antichrist. It's like, well, I'm going to be as God knowing good and evil. Okay, how'd that work out for Eve? It didn't, but that's, we, we have to realize you only have two options to continue the way you're doing, which is to just act like a little antichrist or to follow that which is good, which is to follow God. Okay, letter B. The second reason, maybe John would have to tell us don't follow that which is evil, but follow that which is good is because the devil. This is just what I was saying. We all start in the devil's family and we don't even know it. There is a matrix. And here's the purpose of the matrix to keep you from knowing that you're born as a fallen race in a fallen world. And what a job it is to try to convince humanists that like we're awesome. Yeah, why do you lock your doors at night? Why do you have a security system? Why, why don't you leave your car running when you go to the grocery store? If it's, I mean, there's multiple reasons, but, but the point is there's a lot of things wrong with this world. We're a fallen race in a fallen world, but even though we do the same things we judge that others do, we, people still are blinded to the reality 
that they're, they are part of the devil's family because he is a deceiver. Okay, so we were in Romans. I'm still in Romans chapter 6. If we look at verse 17, it's on your handout, I think. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. So you were in the devil's family. You were. Okay, so people don't even know that. Like we share the gospel with someone, they're like, oh, I'm good. It's like, well, actually, that's the whole reason I'm telling you this is because without Christ, we're not good. We're in trouble, right? That's what they do in Boston. Hey, listen, can I share? No, I'm good. I'm like, what if you're not good? Like, are you sure you're good? Like, you know, okay. Does that make sense? Romans 6.18 says, being made being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. That's part of our identity is now we're going to serve God. We're not going to serve the devil. I'm going to serve self. We're not going to serve the flesh. Next week, I want to present to you Diotrephes and Demetrius as pictures of the flesh and the spirit. So Sam was all about Esau and Jacob today. Everyone was in main service. Esau is a picture or the type of the flesh. That's a big deal in Galatians. You can see it there. Jacob is a type of the spirit. We can see it in Genesis. We can see it. Actually, you can see it in the book of Esther. Maybe next week we'll have time. I'll show you how the flesh and the spirit, that pattern reproduces itself a little bit throughout scripture, but I'm going to make the case the Diotrephes and Demetrius also picture the flesh and the spirit and the choice that we have to make to follow after, that is to walk in the spirit or to walk in the flesh. So a little teaser for next week there. But being made the servants of righteousness, they were not made the servants of Diotrephes. And that's the, pro the third problem is, there's darkness in people's minds. There's the devil who's accusing people and blinding people, but then there's also diatrophies. Okay. So diatrophies was leading this group of people. He was telling them to follow him. In fact, the people that wouldn't follow his lead, he kicked them out of the church, right? Unbelievable. He had authority. He was influential. He was evidently effective. He was directive. He was controlling. He had a position within the church. And he was saying, follow me. And now here's the apostle John who writes a letter. It says, don't follow him. Okay, not exactly crystal clear, right? So, so this is why John is writing to tell people they have to follow somebody. You have to choose to follow. Follow that which is good, not that which is evil. But then also, look, you're servants of righteousness. You are not servants of diatrophies, right? That controlling leader, the insecure manager in your workplace who's, who's like, like, like you're working for the Antichrist, you feel like. Okay, we're made servants of righteousness. Second Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Gives us some insight. Second Peter 2, 
verses one through three, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privily, that's privately, shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and they bring upon themselves swift destruction. Man, who would follow someone like that? Look at verse two. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of, and through covetousness shall they with feigned words, with fake words, make merchandise of you. Diotrephes was not there for the people. In Diotrephes' mind, the people were there for him. The church wasn't there to support these traveling missionaries who are going to serve God. No, they were a threat to his leadership. Okay, he was making merchandise of them. He was using people to build his kingdom instead of using the ministry to build people and send them, right? Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, right? If I ever start just like telling you to follow me because you have to, because I'm the, like, look, follow, let's all follow Christ together. Amen. Follow me as I follow Christ. But if I'm not following Christ, you guys don't follow me. Stop. Like, Please, just let me go down on my own, okay? Here's the principle that comes out of this, you guys. And this is number four, is in our verse, he that doeth good is of God, and he that doeth evil hath not seen God. And we don't have time to get into, like, seeing God. And, like, we see God as we study our Bible every week. We see him from Genesis to Revelation. We we see Christ. We see God. But... But, but here at Midtown Baptist Temple, we have a ministry principle that says we have a final authority. And our final authority, which defines what is good and what is evil, is the, 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 the scriptures, the written word of God. We know how to rightly divide this so we can make sense of the Bible. We know what's written for us. We know what's written to us. We know the mission God's given us. And we can just, in faith, start doing that, right? The Bible is our final authority. So we have spiritual authorities. We have a pastoral team and all that. But Sam's not our final authority. The word of God is our final authority. And we can, with certainty of the words of truth, follow that which is good. You guys, be thankful for that. That is so good that we're learning the Bible for ourselves and we're able to do that. Okay, so you are beloved. Maybe for some of us, we need to ask ourselves, am I actually following? Are you a follower? And, 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 and if so, and, you know, how are you following? You know, to not follow anyone and to be my own Lord of my own life really is actually to follow the one who said, I will be as God, who told Eve, you will be as God's, who says, do we really have a, yea, hath God really said, okay, doing what's right in our own eyes. That's actually following after the devil, okay? 
So the question for some of us is, have I ever come to that point where I actually was brought to a point of decision saying, yes, I'm going to follow Christ. And, and then, um, you know, and then we need to just be aware of the devils and diatrophies who are out there trying to lead us astray. It's fun to watch stuff on YouTube. Just be careful. Be careful. There's infinitely more bad out there than there is good on, on in terms of uh, like televangelists and all that kind of stuff. Amazingly gifted people, but that's not that's not what we're looking for. So okay, does that make sense? So let's let's um do this. Let's just take a few minutes. We'll wrap up as one big small group. Okay, so is there anything out of this passage, this verse we looked at that anybody feels like they have something they'd, they'd want to say. Is there anyone here who's not 100% sure of your salvation? Like if you were to die today, do you know you would be with the Lord? Is there anybody who has questions about that? No. Any thoughts on, on coming to a point of decision about f being a follower? Did that resonate with anybody? You guys know we're going to eat now. No one's going to say anything. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. I think as, as not only it is the first step of our salvation, but it is a daily decision we need to make. Because sometimes I become a believer like this guy in 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 third letter of, of John. He was, a, I believe he in his first life was a good, but something happened. So he drifted him in different opposite direction. Yeah, so we're saved by putting our faith and trust in Christ. Sanctification is exactly the same. Oh, I see what God's word says. I will put my faith in it. Not works, but simple obedience. Is, is that's how we trust him. And that's how God works in our lives and we move forward. But every, like, it is possible to forget where we came from and how we got there and to get kind of puffed up and all that. So that's, that's really good. Mark. Yeah. So Mark was saying for the people online that um, our salvation makes us free in Christ and gives us the liberty now to follow after Christ. We can be like Joshua. Okay. So the question is choose this day whom you will serve. There's that point of decision. And Joshua's decision was, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So, yeah, very good. Yeah, lost people don't have that choice. They, they're not set free. They only have willpower. They don't have faith. And they, don't, they can't understand the word of God in a way to apply it and believe it. Let's do two more, and then, and then we'll figure out how we're going to do food. So Okay, so Nick and then Deanna. 
on Carlton the Church, our builder, terminal, very slow. And uh, the effect it had on me is now I'm more, unless I trust that person, I really don't want to tell them. Mm. I'm trying to overcome that that feeling of being controlled and being independent. Just want to do what's right. Like, yeah. I have a problem with so Nick was saying that that he grew up in a very controlling church where uh, that resulted in him now having a mistrust of authority because because um, it was done wrong. And so now he's he's thinking through how to relearn how to like not maybe reactively <laughs> rebel against all of like like in other words like a little ptsd it's like oh yeah i think about someone who got married and then got mistreated really bad and got divorced and then someone else comes along okay so let's say it's the woman who got mistreated and then they get divorced and she finally is free from the devil who you know and some other guy comes along and he's like hey we should get married and she's like ah like that and like the claws and fangs come out and he's like this poor guy didn't do anything but he's bearing the brunt of what happened last time right and so she's gonna have to learn how to receive love because there was a violation of trust yeah i heard that before hey nick you ought to just come on trust me and you're like yeah i heard that before right you guys make sense i know that when israel left egypt they had to unlearn some things before they got to canaan when we get saved and and we're just going to live for for god now that we still have some things that we brought with us from our lives before we were saved. And some of those things are pretty deeply rooted that we have to unlearn. So that's good, Nick. Uh, Deanna, did you have something? Keeping our eyes off of focusing on who is Yeah. Yeah. The so yeah, Deanna was just like restating some of the things we talked about and affirming the the need that we have to come to that point of decision. And I think we'll probably be surprised when everything is revealed and we're living by faith by by sight and not by faith. Like 
how hard the devil worked to keep us from just coming to these simple life decisions. And um, it's like, oh, listen, we're going to eat. After lunch, I'll think through deciding who I'm going to serve. No, you won't. Because after lunch, there's a drive home. And then your spouse is just going to be irritating. And then you're going to get home and there's a football game on. And then this that this decision about whom, it's just going to be gone. That's how, like, that's how the devil works. It's just that seed gets taken away by the fowls of the air and we, it never actually gets to take root. So anyway, let's wrap it up. And, um, and then what's the food? set up going to be christine is there a right or wrong way to do this yeah let's get the guys who are on the shuttle through first if you guys are gonna to have to leave so father we love you we thank you for your word god as a group we just want to say um we want to follow that which is good to the extent that we're blinded, that the devil's deceiving us, to the extent that we've never actually come to a point of decision on important things in our life, God, would you open the eyes of our understanding that the light would shine into the darkness and we should see the, the light of the glorious gospel, Lord, that we would see clearly just to decide who we're going to follow. And some of us, God, we, we're not followers because we won't follow anybody but our own selves. And God, help us, Lord, to be followers of Christ. God, we love you. We thank you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Hey, you guys online, we're going to go eat a bunch of food uh, for Thanksgiving lunch. We love you guys. So good to see you, Joel and Josh and Dixon and Scott and Bill and Paulette. <laughs>